From an outside perspective, restaurants are the perfect getaway. Great food, inviting atmosphere, comforting environment. It's an all-around fantastic time for friends and family alike. Though it can be beautiful and enriching from the inside perspective, as a guest, one doesn't see the hardships and stressors of creating a wonderful experience. Every restaurateur goes through struggles and challenges that could make or break them. This podcast aims to explore that, pulling back the curtain and understanding what it's truly like to run these establishments as told by those who do it. I'm Justin Warner, and you're listening to Resto Talk, a podcast brought to you by Touch Bistro. Who are you and what are you doing here? So I'm Pollyanna Ribeiro. I'm the owner of Emerald's Buffet and Brass Grill Brazilian Steakhouse. Just here pretty much going to share my opinions about the two restaurants that I have going on right now. Nice. So where did this all start? So this started a few years back. I first bought Emerald in 2019. So just before the pandemic, I managed restaurants for about 16 years now. Different restaurant for different people. And then I just always knew I kind of wanted to open my own. I was sort of like a coffee shop or something smaller. But hey, why not a 200 seating buffet to start, right? So that's what I did there. Bought it. I reopened to like, it was already open. So it was a previous business that I just kind of took over. It kept going on in July, 2019. And then I bought Brass Grill. Like I started from scratch, brand new. And I started our year. Actually, we just turned a year this Saturday. We just celebrated um, July 16th. Wow. Congratulations. So what sort of restaurants were you working in before the 200 seat buffet? So I worked in uh, multiple different restaurants. Actually, I worked in a buffet. I worked in a steakhouse. I worked in like a sandwich shop. I have worked in a fast food chain restaurant before as well. That's where I kind of started when I was like 15, 16. Then within a year there, I became a manager. And that's where I kind of started. You know, I was like, you know, maybe this is for me. At first, I thought my manager was crazy because I'm like, just turned 17 and I'm like, who puts so much responsibility on a 17 year old? But I took the shot. I guess he's seen what I didn't see it on myself. And from there, I'm kind of glad that I did take that position and he did see the potential because it was from there that I did see my management skills, leadership skills. And I decided I knew that I eventually wanted to open my own place. I just didn't know exactly what and when. And that's when I all started there. I see. I see. Was that in Canada? Yes. So that was in Canada. That was actually my first job in Canada. Oh, I see. Awesome. But you're from Brazil, correct? I am. Yes. I'm full Brazilian. I was born there and I came when I was 11 years old. Amazing. Well, I think that a lot of people in North America, I think, don't really understand a lot about Brazil past football, soccer, whatever you want to call it, and the Olympics and Rio and the big statue. And so you're bringing the food, I would assume. Yes. Yeah. So that's what we make at the steakhouse. It's Brazilian, very authentic Brazilian food. Wow. That's exciting. Where did you learn? I mean, if you were 15 and working in a North American fast food chain, where did you learn all about Brazilian cuisine and what you loved and what you wanted to feature in your restaurant? So because I was born there, I never stopped eating Brazilian food. So at my house, my parents always cooked Brazilian food, they always thought it was very important for me to never forget where I was from. I also try to visit every year. And I just, 
I love any kind of food. Like I'm willing to try anything, but I do love Brazilian. And it's because it's very hard to find it, especially like in my city where it's so small. I was wanting to share and all my friends, when I remember when I was growing up and they would, like my mom would cook, they would come over, they would always love it. They're like, oh, what can I buy that? Where can we find it? And uh, unless you went to a bigger city like Toronto, you wouldn't really find anything. That's when I knew why not share a little bit of my culture, where a little where I came from in my cuisine with everyone. Amazing. So Brass Grill is an authentic Brazilian grill. What is Emerald Buffet? So Emerald Buffet is a Chinese buffet, which is kind of crazy. How does <laughs> yeah? How does one oh, like purchase and operate a Chinese buffet? <laughs> yeah, I get that question all the time. Especially when they, like, somebody has to speak with the owner and I show up and they're like, you're not Chinese. And I'm like, no, I'm not. Like I said, I have interested in every cuisine. And I think you don't have to be exactly from that culture to know it. But you have to be willing and open to learn all that. So it was a very, very challenging. And I'm still learning every year. When I first bought Emerald, it was because the two Chinese couple, they were retiring and their kids wanted nothing to do with it. This restaurant has been in the community for about 20 years. So I bought it and my future plan was to close it up and open Brass Girl. But when I see the community impact in the restaurant and all the, like everyone from around here, and I would hear stories how the customer came and she said, oh, this is my son. I had my wedding like reception dinner here. And now my son is 10 years old. So when I started hearing like certain stories like that, I was like, oh, I can't close this. There's a, way too much history in the community about this restaurant, right? So let's see where that goes. So that's, I put all my soul and heart into it, trying to learn about the Chinese culture. I kept all the staff, all the cooks. They were also willing to work with me. So that was very nice of them too, right? So I, I'm still learning to be honest every day, but I'm curious and I, I do love Chinese cuisine. So yeah, it's good. Nice. Now that you've gotten your you know, feet very wet in ownership of restaurants, any regrets? Do you wish you could just work in one? Because there's a big difference between working and owning. Well, I wouldn't say regrets. I'll say it's more of like, a, I don't try, like I try not to regret anything like or decisions I make. Because obviously if I made it at that moment, it was for a certain reason. I do think back that like if I was to go back, if I could switch certain things, I don't regret owning. It is rewarding when you do own something. And if I was anything was to ever happen and I was to close any of them or both of them, would I work for anybody else? I don't know if I can anymore. That's, I think it's very hard. But if I really have to, I'm a person that adapt and I will. But I know I will work in a way to kind of open my own thing again. I don't know if it'll be restaurants. I don't know what it would be exactly. But one thing that I, if I could go back is stick to one definitely stick to one restaurant the two are very different and I'm one person so different challenges different things go, that goes on in both sometimes it, it it does become very like very hard right yeah I know the feeling I just opened my second location and it's actually connected to my first location even just like the first couple of weeks we were open my step count running between the two of them like doubled <laughs> simply because I was making so many trips back and forth and back and forth <laughs> and it's tough, you know, um, and I think you have the, the same thing going on. I opened a ramen shop here in South Dakota and we got the opportunity to get a space that connected to it, but we wanted to make something that wasn't going to cannibalize the ramen shop. So we wanted something very different. So we opened kind of a, 
I don't know, European style natural wine bar, for lack of a better term. It's kind of been wild to me, especially going from one restaurant to the other, because I, it's like I'm using right. different parts of my brain. Yeah. It's such different vibes. I almost feel like I'm two different people now. Do you experience anything yeah, like that? Yeah, it's so true. Yeah, yeah, I do. It's, um, it's very true. Exactly what you said. It's like, I think like I'm a total different person. It's very different. Like not just the cuisine, everything, the atmosphere, the culture, but it is just different. It's that I have to deal with both like restaurants, very, like the people, the staff, like the suppliers, like it is true. Like I feel like when I'm bouncing all over the place and it's funny because they're down the street from each other, maybe a few places down on the same side of the street. So most of the days I'm at both locations. So I'm here and then I go there and then I come back and then like, you know, I go back and forth. Like in one day, I go back and forth to each restaurant for about like two, three times a day. So I even get like, even get confused, <laughs> but yeah, it's challenging. I understand. If someone wanted to get into Brazilian cuisine, one, what would you tell them? And two, if you had to give me like five of the greatest hits, like these are the things that you absolutely cannot miss. I would say that Brazilian cuisine is actually very diverse because I've actually been out of there for a long time. I found that out about, I would say, six years ago when I have a really good friend. She's from the north of Brazil. So I'm from Rio and she's from north of Brazil, a city called Belém. And I went to go visit her and it sure felt I was in a whole different country. Like it was, I'm not kidding, like it was crazy. All the food that I had there, and like, I love to eat, right? So for sure, my whole trip was about going to different restaurants. And it, it was insane. And I told her I could not believe I was in Brazil. And when she, like, and I told her, you're so right. When you told you, you should tell me all the time, this is very different. This is very different. I was like, no, I can't be that different. It is the same country. Like, get out of here. But uh, no, she was completely right. It's absolutely different. I would say in uh, Brass Grill. I do focus more in the south of Brazil, Brazilian cuisine. So I would say Brazilian cuisine, it, it's funny because the Brazilian person, example, at my house, we have rice and beans every day. So we have rice and beans for lunch, we have rice and beans for dinner, and then we have like a salad and a protein. I made sure rice and beans are the top things at Brass Grill. So I would say picanha is a Brazilian cut, Brazilian, uh, cut, cut of meat, Brazilian cut of meat. That is very, very popular. If you go to a Brazilian barbecue, especially a person from my city like Rio or anywhere like that south of Brazil, you would have like you would have picanha. Like if you don't have picanha, like people would say, no, like it's not Brazilian. I would say my top like must tries would for sure be the picanha. The beans, we have a dish called feijoada. I love so feijoada. feijoada. It's a very, very, yes, it's super traditional, uh, especially in my city. And anywhere, like even Sao Paulo and stuff, they don't too. So feijoada, we have it. Unfortunately, we only have it one, like once a week, which is Saturdays. But it's a must try. And so picanha feijoada, our rice, I know it's white rice. You kind of have white rice everywhere. But we do put a little special touch, I would say. It's a little different. Our sausage. So anything kind of barbecue, I would say. We have a sausage and cassava. Cassava is another dish too that very uh, popular. It's a root vegetable that and it's a hit. Like a lot of people, our platters, for example, goes with French fries. And we always tell our customers like, hey, have you had cassava before? And some of them will say no. We're like, why not sub the French fries for cassava? And if you really don't like the cassava, it's okay. I'll give you the fries. And we haven't had one customer say, okay, no, I, give me the fries. Everyone loves it. 
Wow. What about caipirinhas? Because when I went to Brazil, I made myself a little caipirinha backpack. So I didn't really travel <laughs> with anything great, just the stuff to make caipirinha all the time. Yeah. yeah. So caipirinha is our top seller. Caipirinha, like you can't, you can't go wrong. So we have a few different flavors, but obviously our traditional is lime. And every single person as well that has tried it loves it. And yeah, it's, it's great, refreshing. Even some people water mojitos were like, hey, come on, like, you better order caipirinha. And some places that, some people that have actually tried caipirinha, like in other places, they're like, wow, no, this one is different. It's, but it's also because like to people that, we are Brazilians, right? So we taught them exactly how to make it. And we have the exact alcohol to put in it, which is cachaça, right? Yes. Sugar cane. Yeah. So some people will say, oh, no, make it with rum. It just say, no, I'm sorry. It really doesn't. Nice. What are your goals for the future? You know, you've got these two very different enterprises and it seems like they're both doing swimmingly. You know, you're, you've got Chinese food on one side, you've got Brazilian food on the other. It seems like you're the kind of person who's like a jack of all trades. What's next for you? So yeah, I've actually been thinking about that a lot. Brazil's only like, it's only been open for a year. So I'm going to wait a little bit, you know, like the first year was very challenging. But I'm actually, I am thinking of my next adventure. People, like everyone that knows me, they know, like, I don't really stop there. Like, I'm always looking for something new. And I don't know, but I think I will come out of my comfort zone. It will not be food related. Not sure exactly what. I have a few, like, different things. But I think the beach, very challenging because literally all I have worked was ever in the food industry. I never worked anything else, which is like funny. Like some people like, I can't believe you never worked retail, right? Like, no, I never, ever, ever. All my positions, I all the way from like a surfer to like managing and like working just underneath the director, it's always been the food and beverage industry. So I think I will be doing a lot of research and studies, but I think my next business adventure will be out of the restaurant industry. Not sure how I'll go, but I'll give it a try. That's for sure. Curious. If you had to recommend to someone like, and you know, if someone wanted to get into this industry and they'd never been in it before, what would you tell them? It's a lot of work involved, but if you are passionate and you like what you do, it's, you will get it done. But but just be ready to have no life pretty much, right? So it's challenging. You really got to like what you do because you, especially when you start, you're working 24 hours a day, pretty much. It's like no sleep team. Be ready and (laughs) do not be afraid to work. Thank you for listening to Resto Talk, a podcast brought to you by Touch Bistro. I'm Justin Warner. Make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts and we'll catch you on the next one. Brass Grill is located at 165 Hartzell Road in St. Catharines, Ontario. For more information, visit brassgrill.ca.